This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, more GOP pressure on the White House to explain its telework philosophy. New details are out on the impact of artificial intelligence on federal agency missions. And Tigda tells the IRS to do more to fight cyber threats. Those stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. It's Friday, September 1st, 2023. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Peter Masurlian. Civilian federal employees are a step closer to a big raise in 2024. Federal News Network's Drew Friedman has the details. President Biden officially announced plans for a 5.2% federal pay raise next year. The percentage accounts for a 4.7% across-the-board raise, plus a 0.5% average locality pay adjustment. Unless Congress enacts a different pay scheme, that 5.2% raise will take effect in January after Biden signs an executive order at the end of the year. If enacted, it would be the biggest federal pay raise since 1980. Drew Friedman, Federal News Network. The Department of Homeland Security has struck a balance with its return to work message. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday reports. DHS leaders want to continue to increase meaningful in-person work for non-frontline employees. But in a new message to the DHS workforce, Chief Human Capital Officer Roland Edwards also says that workplace flexibilities will continue to look different across the department's many components and offices. He directs employees who are eligible for telework or remote work to ensure they have up-to-date agreements on file by the end of September. Justin Doubleday, Federal News Network. New details on the impact of AI on agency missions. Federal News Network's Jason Miller explains. 25 agencies published their artificial intelligence use case inventory so far this year, detailing for a second year in a row hundreds of ways they're using this emerging technology. While each agency lists the data around their use cases slightly differently, most include a name and a summary of the work being done. Publishing the use cases serves two purposes. First, it provides transparency to the public. Second, it helps agencies identify similar use cases across government, and they can share and reuse methodologies, technologies, and best practices. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. The Department of Veterans Affairs is counting on a major bump to attract tech workers. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. The VA is calling on a new generation of tech workers to consider a few years, if not an entire career, in the federal workforce. It's got a unique perk to offer, a 17% average pay raise for its IT and cyber workforce. The department made the raise possible through a special salary rate it implemented last month. VA Deputy Chief Information Officer and Chief People Officer Nathan Tierney says the special rate is meant to narrow a 66% pay gap between private industry and government. Well, we've closed that gap with a special salary so that we are competitive. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. It's called the Fair Chance Act. Agencies and federal contractors are no longer allowed to request a job applicant's criminal history, at least until after they make a conditional job offer. The new final regulations from the Office of Personnel Management aim to make it easier for formerly incarcerated individuals to get government jobs. An IRS watchdog is warning the agency to do more to address known cyber threats. The Treasury Inspector General for Tax Administration, or TIGDA, 
found that late last year, the IRS had anywhere from a few hundred to nearly 6,000 so-called known exploited vulnerabilities past the remediation period. TIGDA also found that the IRS failed to track no more than a dozen or so known vulnerabilities, which the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency requires across the federal government. The House Oversight and Accountability Committee is putting more pressure on the White House over federal employees working from home. Committee Republicans are looking for the reasons behind the Biden administration's decision to increase in-office work. They also want to know how telework is affecting agency productivity and employee performance. The letter from lawmakers comes after White House Chief of Staff Jeff Zients emailed agency heads telling them to start aggressively increasing executive return-to-office plans this fall. The Capital Air Defense Region is getting some new protection. An artificial intelligence-powered airspace monitoring system is set to be installed to protect the Capitol. The Visual Recognition, Identification, and Warning System delivers a tenfold increase in performance compared to the 9-11 era system it replaces. It was developed and funded by the Air Force. Kaleidoscope, a first-time non-traditional Defense Department vendor, got a $100 million ceiling production contract award after an 18-month prototype demonstration. A new directorate run by the Indo-Pacific Command and the Defense Innovation Unit, or DIU, will help bring cutting-edge technology to the command. The DIU will provide a chief technology officer to the directorate called Joint Mission Accelerator. The team will work on new technology for access to government networks, artificial intelligence wargaming capabilities, and all-domain training systems. DIU plans to expand by building more partnerships within the Defense Department and has embedded team members with other commands, including the European Command. Government contractors and agencies have a new tool to better understand small business contracting over the past 13 years. The Small Business Administration launched a new portal providing several tools and data sets to further break down information across all aspects of acquisition. The Data Hub features a local scorecard where information is presented by state, SBA region, and SBA district. Users can search and compare specific areas of the country. The portal also offers the ability to see which agency offices and companies have awarded and received the most contracts by total value. The Transportation Security Administration wants to make sure regulatory requirements are not a barrier to agencies accepting digital IDs. Under proposed regulations published Wednesday, the TSA would temporarily waive requirements that mobile driver's licenses be compliant with the Real ID Act. That law was passed in 2005 to set minimum standards for state-issued identification cards. Enforcement has been delayed until 2025. Current regulations do not set standards for mobile driver's licenses and TSA says it would be premature to issue those rules while the digital ID technologies are still being developed. Find these stories and more at federalnewsnetwork.com. For the Federal Newscast of Friday, September 1st, 2023, I'm Peter Masurlian. 